up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Burnt Denim, the podcast where we spread knowledge and still passion and generate conversation. Today, today, we are doing all three of those things. But all before three. we get into that, uh, my name is Nick. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name is Maxwell Robert Skinner, and we are back <laughs> at it again. We back hope. Again. <laughs> Back to back, made back, back again. Back again, back to back, made back, back again. But anyway, we hope that you listened. (laughs) We hope that. Okay, okay, we hope. We hope that you listened to our virtual Apple episode because it was super hot. Very informative. A lot that I didn't know. A lot that I didn't know. I was researching. I was like, wow, this man works so hard. Mm -hmm. But seriously, go watch all of our brand histories if you can because you're gonna learn a lot. Like. There's research done. It's really cool. We put it in a cool format that's easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Yeah. So today we're excited because we're doing an Is It Justified? Where we're having a conversation that you guys can contribute to also. So that's why we really like these. But before we even get into that, we have a segment, mini segment. We like to call it Explain That Fit. Some Explain That Fit. You want me to explain, explain that, fit? that Fit? Yes. All right. Let me explain this fit today. So the hat, <laughs> the hat, we got the Harley Davidson just snap back hat um shout out to my girlfriends here this shirt is uh denim tears pyrex vision virgil abloh is it tears or tears i don't know i don't know but anyway um and it i got this at the chicago mca when virgil was doing his um exhibition there and shout out to my dad for getting it for me nice present love you doug we love you doug couldn't do any of this without you couldn't on um my pants I'm wearing a little brand called Minimal little and uh, Cargos. <laughs> little brand from across the way. From across, let's forget that. Um, so yeah, I'm wearing those. And then on feet, I'm wearing... Shoes. I'm wearing the Fear God um, Converse. So they're, they're bright. They're out there. I love them. Uh, let us know if you like when we're silly or you like the more straightforward versions yeah, of us. Yeah, because some of you guys are like, I hate this episode. But some of you are like, I love it. But anyway, Nick... What do you got on? Yep. What you wearing, bro? So, going top to bottom, I'm wearing a hat from The Hundreds. Um, the hat is fire, honestly. The Hundreds, streetwear brand in LA. I'm sure all of you guys have heard of The Hundreds. I'm wearing a plain gray sweatshirt. Plain chain. It's actually my wife's. Um, when Cross-dressing? It out, <laughs> cross-dressing. Is it just, it's unisex. Sorry. Um, is it just fine? Um, I'm <laughs> inside out white vintage tee. Uh, is wearing, that the one that you love? That's your yeah, favorite? I just wear it all the time. It just fits. That's real. Perfect. Um, I'm wearing some Dickies and off-white Air Force Ones, the ones that originally released. By by Gerbil Abflow? By Gerbil Abflow. Those are dope. So, yeah, that's explained that fit. Um, Moving on to the... The meat and potatoes. The meat and potatoes, the heavy content that you guys came for. Uh, Is it justified? Today, we are going to be going over, is it justified to buy... From fast Ooh. fashion brands, mm. so let's let's define fast fashion because that's really a buzzword that kind of goes around a lot, um, or people just throw it out there on Instagram. No one no one really defines it specifically. Mm. So fast fashion we are defining as cheap, trendy clothing that takes ideas from the catwalk or culture with fast turnaround time to the store. Right, and uh, get it out like yeah. So meaning like. But with that, it comes like a series of different issues and controversial things that happen. Perhaps. Um, So we'll be going over that. I'm going to be arguing, no, it is not justified to buy fast fashion brands. Max? 
I'm gonna be arguing that yeah, you can buy them. You can. Okay. Let's. Yeah. You, um, let's hear what arguments you got. You want me to say? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll argue the primitive. So last week, if you listened or is it justified? I bashed on fast fashion a little bit. I did. I bashed on it. Yeah. And I hadn't done my proper research. <laughs> and Keep so, in mind these episodes are not necessarily representative. Not necessarily representative of our personal views. Yes. They're meant to be objective conversations that open up. And we just argue. We just argue the extremes yeah, yeah. of each side. And we really, the whole goal of this isn't to say fast fashion is bad. Fast fashion is fine. It's for you to hear both sides and then do your own research. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, you know what? Research kind of sounds like boring, like school. <laughs> just don't even come think. up with your own answer and just yeah. Kanye's like, what's the point in thinking? No, I'm just kidding. But yes, do your own <laughs> research and like figure out what you believe because that's really what this is. Just to start these these conversations. Yep. So anyway. With fast fashion, and and for some of you who don't know, I'd say probably the two biggest players in fast fashion today are H and M, and Zara. Those are probably seen as I'd the say two. Forever Twenty One too. Forever Twenty One also. When I see people. Yes, own. yes. But if you have any taste, you're not going there. <laughs> so I'm gonna focus on ones that have some good designs. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yes, those those kinds of stores. You know, you see the Forever Twenty One, the H and M, probably Uniqlo too yeah. is a similar thing. It's pretty, it's pretty cheap clothing that is available always. It's not like hype or selling out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So I think the first reason that you can buy it is it allows for a broader range of fashion exploration among the consumer since they can venture into new styles for low cost. So one of the things we've talked about is like what pieces should you be spending money on, right? And, and that sometimes it's risky because it might cost a lot to try a new style and to get these pieces. Well, these allow you to kind of figure out when you're just getting into fashion, especially. I, I'd say that's where these kind of target to uh, because once you get into it, you kind of develop different tastes and may spend more. But when you're just getting into it, it allows you to kind of explore what you like, try out new styles, try out things that you may not be comfortable spending a large amount of money on. So that's my first point. Um, do you have any? Oh, you have something yeah, you want to say on should that? I, should I say it? Yeah, dude, go My ahead. response as we go. So here's here's what I want to challenge. Challenge me, Nick. You guys to think. Think, okay. of, think of the word materialistic. Not in the sense that hmm. what people typically think of it as, uh, as like finding validation from, from things and you're just buying things because it makes you happy. A, a lot of times when it comes to fast fashion, people are buying things... Um, not even because they value it, just because it's a quick interest, right? So they'll end up buying that, but they don't actually value what you have. If you actually value clothing, and if you actually really cared about it, you'd spend a good amount of money and time researching something that you were willing to commit hmm. to. That's why I'm Me, saying it's for people who are new to it, who want to try something new, not necessarily. That's what I'm okay. saying is it can develop into that. I agree with right. you. So what you should do as From a the consumer is research beforehand don't just recklessly be spending money because that's bad yeah, also obviously. to go in store to try things on instead of buying it's something it's much easier to do that at fast then, fashion places no you can buy something and much then you easier. don't like it and then toss it away after one wear because it's so cheap anyways you go, moving forward what okay the- sorry i i think i agree generally with the idea of what nick is saying but but i think I'm just saying like for people who are new to it, they're not going to be able to like spend that time researching. They want to just try something out. So it allows them to try but that. But that's a negative habit though. You don't just want to get things to get rid yes, of. But, but when you, you start into things, something, you don't continue you with the same habits need, that you start off if with. If you buy things you don't need, you'll have to get rid of things you don't need. Warren that's, Buffett, one of the richest men in the world. 
Yeah, another one of the richest men in the world, Tillman Fertitta, who owns the Houston Rockets. He <laughs> said he's a billionaire, by the way. <laughs> he says one of his favorite things he enjoys doing is going to Zara and getting his little T-shirts because he spends money on all, all these other things, but he loves going to Zara and getting his little jackets for a discount for a good for a good price. But anyway, um, also as we said, fashion's a very expensive <laughs> hobby to get into these days, and these companies allow them to explore, create new looks. And I, I want to put a caveat: I do not support. Uh, blatantly ripped off designs as I stated last week but oftentimes these brands and, and these brands are often accused of this and they have done it I've seen something where I'm like dang H&M or something you straight took from that I'm not supporting that and I'm not endorsing that but many of the other designs are very general to where it's a t-shirt or just like a pair of pants or something that and also like original designs or original graphics which is what I am saying yes go, go for those things so I, I want to make that statement before Nick tries to come at me about well, you said this. No, I, I do not support ripping off of designs. I just want to say that. But but even though with these cheaper alternatives, you're not even getting a, a fair representation of the product that you're trying to get because the quality is so low. The shape is off. What do you mean you're it's trying not, to get? You're just you're you you said you're exploring different, you know, whatever. I think in, you do because you can design. see how it lays on your body because although it may not be up to the to the same par, which it's not in in but it's not a good wise, representation. I think of it quality. is. No, no, yeah, it's not a good representation so gonna, quality. It's going to mislead you in the first place I, I of what you think. I disagree because you no, know, because I can fast fashion can ask you actually turn you off from different silhouettes that would look good on your body because they're not accurately represented to you because it's so cheap, it's so not well made. Um, it's it's just bad quality. Okay, how how can I put this? I heavily disagree. Just to, just <laughs> I think hate that. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, just starting, just from a personal anecdote, before I was really into fashion, I went to H&M, went to Zara and got these designs and I said, wow, I really like this look. And now, now I buy more clothes according to that look because I found out what works for me and I found out what didn't. I would get button up shirts. I was like, ah, those don't look so good. I mean, the button up short sleeves, unless it was like for an event or something. I like these oversized t-shirts. I like cargo pants. I like, so I found that through trying things at H&M. Okay, so my question for you, now is what happened to all those things that you did once have from each of them? You still have them? Mm-hmm. Do you wear them? I don't wear them as consistently, but I have them. And I've also mm-hmm. donated some to uh, Goodwill. Okay, which eventually ends up... Everything eventually ends up in a landfill, so I don't yeah. even say that. Anyways, leading to the next point, fashion is... Fast fashion in specific is the number two polluter in the entire world. Yeah, it makes up 10% of carbon dioxide and <laughs> is the number two water polluter. I've looked this up. Okay, but continue. Right. But it contributes to like just negative environmental changes, which is just bad for the earth in general. So not only is it bad for you as an individual psychologically, because you're not valuing and taking care of things that you have, you're actually ruining other people's lives. I don't agree with that. By contributing to like pollution and all Mm. this. So it's in what ways is it good? That's my question. It is so easy to hide behind the idea or, or the thing of, well, it's bad. It's polluting. It's leading to increased carbon dioxide emissions, mm-hmm. but there is no evidence to where the increasing temperature rise in the earth is directly correlated to the rising carbon dioxide rise. The carbon dioxide rise is actually lagging the heat rise. If you look at the charts, carbon dioxide emissions raising is lagging, is behind the heat rise. So it's not it's not leading the heat rise. But anyway, I don't want to get into a whole thing what? on global warming. <laughs> Please explain that. It is warming. <laughs> You want to say that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically, if you look at charts of when the, the Earth's temperature is rising over a period of time, and you put another chart overlay of carbon dioxide emissions mm-hmm. rising, the heat chart is leading. So in order for 
heat to be a result of increased carbon dioxide emissions, carbon dioxide would have to be first, leading to an increased uh, rise in heat. But there's actually an increased rise of heat followed by an increased rise in carbon dioxide. That's what I'm saying. But anyway. So, um, so what? Okay. Fast what? fashion is causing... No, it's not. I'm, I'm confused. I'm saying it's not doing. directly correlated to a heating of the earth. That's what you're trying to say. But what about um, pollution of the earth? Pollution, like water pollution? Yeah, like water pollution, different things like that. Landfills just taking up actual space. Yes, but at the same time, like the statistic you gave is, yes, it is one of the leading carbon dioxide emissions, which I just kind of talked about why that's not as big of a deal as we think. But it's not as like so many things are going to pollute water and landfills that these fast fashion are going to pro actually provide more positives as I'll go on to talk about. Yes, I do agree that's a negative and there are better, better things can be done. And, and, and I think one thing that's really interesting is a lot of these stores, especially in 2020 now, are um, creating more green initiatives. So I want to find my notes. I'm like super lost in them right now, people. Um, yes, yes. So H&M is good for the environment is what you're saying. not saying it's good. I'm saying that it has been traditionally bad for the environment, but they're taking steps and they're being proactive in lessening their impact. So yes, I, there's no way I can argue against a statistic of it polluting the earth. That's just fact. But what I think it, it provides more options and it provides more opportunities and it provides more positives with fast fashion with not only providing people with cheaper alternatives to clothing, but it also provides them like spending money on pants, t-shirts from these brands allows more money to be spent also on other items such as shoes that can last longer, standout pieces. Um, but many All people cannot- should, should last long depending, depend, if you invest it well. No, no, I'm saying no matter what we're talking about, no matter what brand, a pair of shoes traditionally is going to last longer than a t-shirt or pair of pants. Okay. It'll be different for you. It'll be different in specific uh -huh. cases. But anyway, many people cannot afford buying from designers or bigger names even. Even, even if it's something like a PacSun or something like that. People can't afford, a lot of people can't afford to buy from these big names. So fast fashion brands such as H&M or Zara, they keep in mind the average worker who wants to still be fashionable without breaking the bank. So it keeps in mind the blue collar worker, it keeps in mind even people like we talk about billionaires. So it's really available to a wide range of people, but it really keeps that working class in mind, which I think is a positive. Because if we were just to say, no, they can buy whatever from Walmart or whatever, it, it doesn't, what about that working class person who still wants to get into fashion? So, so let's not make a, make a misrepresentation of the intention of fast fashion. They're not here to make a positive impact and help like the, the economy, like the, the middle-class families, they're actually like really bad for the environment, the environment, but also like the people themselves, for example, a lot of these companies outsource a lot of their work what I've been waiting into, for. <laughs> into different countries that don't have the best working conditions right. because they want the cheapest made product, which ends up one taking away the jobs from the places that the companies are found, but also like, it's just bad. <laughs> you're a lot, I'm let you you're a lot more prepared. <laughs> you're a lot more prepared for me. No. Like we said in the last episode, I'm moving. So oh, I, he's hiding behind excuses. I have, excuses. I have a lot of time no, no, no. to prepare. No, it is. But it okay. is bad because they produce it at such a low quality and they aren't. They have to pay their workers a lower wage, which is bad for these individuals because they're basically being like, manipulated and abused mm. because they have no other option. Mm -hmm. um, and disagree. as a result, all these companies are making the profit off of it, taking advantage of all these like people that are in this like terrible situation. Right. Right. So a so lot of these, 
Thank you. No, no, I, I, I didn't agree. I was just saying, right, I, I understand what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> so they're often accused of exploiting child labor and using sweatshop labor. Um, and do this they, is due. What? Do they? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, but I don't think it's a bad thing. So Sweatshops are not a bad thing. I don't think so. Okay. okay. Let's see where this so, is going. So, um, first of all, the reason, and I don't even like the term sweatshop anymore because so many of these places have raised their working standards like there are still long hours worked which i think can be improved upon but it's not like they're like sweating over you know like the traditional sweatshops so were in the early but the conditions are still really bad they're improving but they originally are bad and, and they are improving so that's what i'm gonna talk about but anyway the one of the reasons is the extreme u.s manufacturing costs compared to the price of manufacturing in somewhere like because Asia, they have to Africa. pay their pay their workers a fair wage and give them like a safe working environment i, I disagree I think that, I think that actually that we even overpay sometimes in the U.S. and that's why we're in a massive amounts of debt more than most countries in the world. Because but, fast fashion. Anyways. No, not because of fast fashion. That's why we're in debt. That doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. You're saying the U.S. is no, in debt I'm because saying, of fast I'm fashion. Saying, I'm saying the economy is bad because we have jobs in America or because we're keeping these factories in the United States. No, I think producing in the U.S. is good. Why our economy isn't in a struggle is because we pay these insane minimum wages, which is so dumb. Like That is the, a whole other conversation. Yeah, no, that but, we'll but when you raise the minimum wage, it, it lowers the standard of life across the United States. That's just an economic fact. Like, I'm not even trying to argue the morality behind that. If you look, every time you raise the minimum wage, it has bad effects, not only on our GDP, but on our standard of life. But I don't... So how does this relate Okay, to so, this? So while I do not... I, I see where Nick is coming from and I see the moral aspect of it. And I want to make this point too before I even dive into this. If you have a moral dilemma buying from fast fashion, then you should listen to that and, and, and pay, maybe pay more for clothing and put clothing as a higher uh, importance in your life. But, I kind of want to, but that shouldn't deter from the average working person and the average consumer from buying fast fashion that provides accessible clothing. So if you do have that moral dilemma, maybe it is important for you to reassess and say, okay, I'm gonna spend more money on clothing that's sourced in this way that you agree with. Like everybody has to follow what they believe. I understand that. But that shouldn't deter them and lead to a bashing of on fast fashion by the average consumer. Um, the average consumer meaning someone that's not, not interested in fashion at all. Not interested in fashion or they don't, like prioritize fashion to a level where they're willing to spend a lot of money on it, but they still want to get, they still want to be fashionable. Do you know what I mean? Like it still allows them to explore. Ooh. So like it, it shouldn't stop that explore. It shouldn't stop that new person who's just getting into it. That's what I'm saying. I'm kind of basing this argument off of that because I feel like a lot of people who've really gotten into fashion almost elevate from where they might still buy t-shirts or, you know, simple things from H&M, but they're not spending a lot of the money on H&M. That's just, that's just where I'm kind of arguing Some this. Because I think that's where the vast majority is. Okay. I'll let, I'll let you make okay. the next point. All right. So um, rather than giving into these anti-sweatshop agendas, it would be more beneficial to adjust the market and find ways to improve cheap labor rather than ending it. Because if you ended it, it would lead to a worse condition for the these where these sweatshops are, uh, like where they're located. And so I think... Better alternatives would to seek to establish labor, uh, higher labor standards, such as the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which actually, the TPP, you down with TPP, you know me. Um, but no, it was actually, the U.S. just pulled out of it recently for other reasons, but, but taking alternatives such as that. But we must look at to the alternative of ending these sweatshops. So a recent study published by the National Bureau of Economic Research it analyzed the effects of Ethiopian industrial labor working in sweatshops, right, uh, on the lives and income of Ethiopians. 
So they did a study and it compared the livelihood of workers who were offered factory jobs and those workers who weren't offered factory jobs. They worked outside, whether it's agriculture or uh, just through some other source of income. Researchers Chris Blattman and Stefan Darkon, these are, you know, true facts right here, found that the income found, found that the income of workers who were employed in factory jobs was slightly higher than the income of workers who were offered nothing or employed in the informal sector. So, yes, by American standards, these wages are low. But with the alternatives to where they were in Ethiopia, they were actually getting paid less, first of all. It would be nice and it would be so ideal to say, wow, everybody can get this standardized wage across the world. It's like this ideal outcome. But the reality is in these countries, a lot of these underdeveloped countries, these jobs that they're offering are paying a higher rate than if they were to work in agriculture or in the informal sector. And they provided higher stability. While wages and employment in the informal sector are often unstable and volatile, a factory job provides temporary, temporary stability and steady wages for workers in between jobs. And here's another thing to, import, uh, to point out when we talk about sweatshops and these more exploited labor, as we call them. In our minds, I think, as Americans, we think that these people are working these jobs for their whole lives, when according to these statistics, 77% of these Ethiopian workers, and this was just a case study, 77% quit their factory job within a year and moved on to something else. I wonder so why. Anyways, because it was well. a short-term job. It's meant to be a short-term job. None of these jobs are meant to be lifelong jobs. And I think we envision that as American people, that these people are working in these jobs for their whole lives. When in, re- in reality, it looks like 77% of just this one, they only lasted about a year. And it actually, this job put them and gave them opportunities to work somewhere else in the informal sector. And in a country that does not provide a social safety net, this country, uh, Ethiopia, doesn't have unemployment insurance, doesn't have temporary unemployment. This can have devastating effects. So these jobs provide stability to a country that doesn't have unemployment like the U.S. has. This makes the short-term and stable industrial jobs so vital that many citizens in developing nations who face a higher risk of disease and injury rely on these jobs for the social safety net that countries like Ethiopia cannot yet afford to provide. So. so that is a very formal argument, and I'm going to try to respond to that. So even then, these factories don't necessarily need to be fashion factories themselves. They can be other different phones. manufacturings, like right. phones, so on and so forth. So anyways, that doesn't, that doesn't make the argument that fast fashion itself is good. That consuming right, but ridiculous you're coming at me with, I know, I, it, it doesn't. My whole point of yeah. why fast fashion is good is because it provides cheap clothes to people and, and to explore. But I was coming, I was rebuttaling what you said about um, it exploiting labor. That's what I was saying. So yeah, I know that's okay. Yeah. Anyways, as a consumer, you should not be buying fast fashion because just recap one, it produces like negative habits in your mind to where you don't value things that you have, that you just buy them and get rid of them quickly. Hmm. Um, that you buy them at a lower quality, uh, that you're just wasting money in the long run because you're, by the time you buy like 10 cheap shirts that you get rid of, quickly you could have got two or three nice ones that you really value and keep long term so on with you know every other article of clothing especially jeans um which are like a huge polluter anyways um but different things like that it's just bad for you even as an individual if you aren't that interested in fashion anyways because you're making the argument for the modern consumer the average consumer if you aren't that deep into fashion and aren't like super interested anyways then some of the trends that you're trying to hop on and follow shouldn't be important to you. So you should buy brands ethically um, at different other mm. places like Patagonia, for example. Anyway, I understand. Uh, but those, but, are, those at the same time are a, a higher cost. And 
And I think also um, we kind of get hijacked as a culture with that idea of like buying them ethically. Like, what does that mean? Like, truly, because I just said how these, even these sweatshops are providing greater opportunities for the people that work in them. And there is improvement to me. I'm not saying let's stick with the same model, but like even like China's rate of extreme poverty went from 84% was in extreme poverty in 1981 to 12%, just 12% in 2010 due to these rise in industrial opportunities. So it's just something to think about. I was, I'll be honest, before researching and really getting into it, I was kind of with that too. Like, dang, these sweatshops, this exploited labor is messed up. But it actually, from an economic point of view, makes sense into where it actually gives more opportunities. And I think there needs to be improvements. But I think back to fast fashion, even outside of that, I understand where you're coming from of like not valuing things and throwing them away quick and, and like cycling through clothes too fast. And I, I partially agree with that. Once you develop a sense of fashion, you know what you like, like you shouldn't be continually doing that. But in the beginning, it's hard to really know what you want. So I think buying from these brands allow you, like I'll recap again, to explore. And I, I think it's just hard to, to do that like in the beginning. But anyway so you guys will just have to decide for yourselves you decide you comment when we post yeah we want to know we really want to hear your thoughts you guys haven't been necessarily commenting because i don't you think that ends with us but we, yeah. we actually on, care about what you have to conversation say. i'm not gonna lie you made some some good points mm. you did too though i was I, not I, as prepared as i hey. thought this conversation was gonna go but anyways come with a vengeance but anyway anyways let us know you do your research and help me support my argument <laughs> anyway um yeah anyway it's time for Asking, asking, asking for, for a, a friend. Friend, friend, friend. friend. <laughs> this segment's where we just go over some, just some questions. Like yeah. the, we're we're together in this now. We're not against each other. Yeah, yeah. we're back together. No, no, it's just actually our opinion. Yeah, our true opinions. Um, so asking for a friend, it's when we post it, uh, like questions, or we post, we give you guys an opportunity to ask us different questions surrounding the fashion community or Yeesh. different preferences or advice that we may have to offer you guys. Yeah. So here are some of the things that you guys asked us. The first one, how to style different socks with different outfits. Socks are interesting. I feel like you haven't touched on that yet. We haven't, but it's important. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Nick? Do you have socks. like, like what, what's your go-to sock? Like your, what kind, like what cut and now like how thick do you like them? Like, what sock do you feel like works with a lot of outfits? I like long socks. So like crew neck? Well, yeah, crew like neck. crew neck. <laughs> crew, sorry. Crew, crew socks. Which one? I'm, I'm getting confused with that. Crew is the one that's long, yeah. Yeah, like what's these. The, what's the one? Oh, mid. That's what it is. Oh, these are mids, actually. That's what, oh, what? No, mid is just above the ankle. Yeah. No? Oh, yeah, so these are crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, crew. So I'd say those... Crew, just like plain white or plain black, I yeah, think can't go wrong. are just perfect. They're just so simple. Or honestly, no-show socks, depending on with what you're wearing. Um, Nick is hitting on some points. Sometimes it'll like mess up your ankles though if you get like bad Facts. ones. And then it'll like scratch on the back of your heel. Um, so I'd say in between those two, mid-socks, I don't know when I would wear them. I don't know if there's a situation. To wear them. Is there? <laughs> I only own crew and no shows, personally. Me too, actually. So that's, yeah, I think if you're wearing, I like the look of shorts with crew socks. Like a lot of people yeah. will wear no shows, but I think being bold and like wearing crew socks and like, you know, getting the right uh, ruffling like pattern like, on them, like stacking. Pulling them all the way up and then pulling them yep, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get that look is, is good. And um, I think it depends on the situation. What are your thoughts on like hype socks like, like hype you know, travis socks. scott selling mcdonald's socks or there's like kanye calabasas yeah. socks like i'm wearing those like, what do you know. think on this i mean i don't really have any 
So I. So think, what do you would you like well, to own just, a pair? Uh, maybe I just don't. I wouldn't want to spend like fifty, sixty dollars on a pair I, of socks because socks have like typically like a shorter shelf life. Well, not not. So shelf do you life, buy your socks like from H&M? Less per wears. No. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Usually I wear like Nike, Nike. or Adidas socks, or like just More plain, yeah. plain white socks. More what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, or unbranded, you know, just because you can yeah. wear them with any brand shoe and it doesn't conflict at all. I like so unbranded. I, I'd say just like simple ones. Yeah. Like, I, I just wouldn't want to spend like an overwhelming amount on something that logical often isn't seen as well. So yeah. you're wearing it so people, no, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I, I, I understand. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I have, I have some, but I got them on sale. Like these socks, yeah. I have the Kava socks I got for 15 bucks at three pack. Lightly they were on used. sale. No, they were brand new. Yeah. 15 bucks, he did a sale and now they go for them amount. But <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I like, honestly, majority of the time just wear logo lists like Hanes socks or whatever. But um, yeah. Anyway, next question is, let's, let's do this one later. Cause I want to yeah. spend more time on that. Sure. Let's do, um, here's a question. So when you're looking to buy some sneakers, should hmm. you buy from StockX, Goat, or somewhere else? Because it's so hard to find a legit pair of shoes today. We've talked about this before. It is so hard when you have been saving up for a shoe or you want a hype pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to know where to buy from, where you're going to get a real shoe. Where do you, where's your go-to and what do you do? Yeah, I think it definitely depends on the shoe that I'm buying. Okay. If it is a hype shoe that is sold out, and it's something that is a very heavy investment that I know a lot of people probably would make fakes of. Mm-hmm. For example, like Jordan Jordan ones, yeah. like like Chicago's or something like that. A lot of people will fake that, um, or like off whites. People make like so many different fakes of them. Um, so you have to be very mindful of buying something that is real because you don't want to spend a lot of money on something that facts you think is real that isn't so Israel so Israel nah. so a few Israel. different websites or apps that I would recommend is like StockX although they do have their issues like, everybody does though that's for, the thing the you have part, to realize for the most part they do I mean they legit check all their shoes so they should be authenticated um they of course, some like fakes have gotten through. They got through, but that's well, just also, typical. Too, it depends, like, it depends on how many with the to. shoe. Uh, some of them have a lot of factory flaws naturally, even if it is an authenticated pair. Um, or I'm thinking of like the Travis Scott ones, mm. where there's like so many different like uh, factory issues that so, they rejected ones that were real. Same like the Fear of God ones, so many glue stains. Yeah. Like just in general, but yeah. So yeah. I, I think it depends if it's something like super hype. I'd say like StockX. Uh, the app Goat legit checks for you, so they send it. You send they send the shoes to the facility, the Goat facility, so I have like one of their um, like checkers, like make sure it's legit, and then they'll send it out to you. Um, Grailed does digital authentications. Yeah, it's um, but sometimes it's a lot. It's a lot less regulated. PayPal protected though. And uh, it is PayPal protected. I think Goat is too. I don't know about StockX. I think, yeah, they all can but, be. Um, but the thing about Grailed is I think their percentage is the highest. Yeah, they so charge. They just recently changed their um For selling. Their, their Not fee. for buying. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, that. But yeah. because of that, like the prices will be a lot higher. That's true. Um, so I'd recommend looking at those three. If you are like legitimately into sneakers and you know your stuff, like eBay definitely always has like a lot of stuff. Because Facebook they, marketplaces. They usually have like a low um, like rate that they take from sellers so you can find stuff cheaper. Honestly, I'd say like your local sneaker store, definitely support them. 
Um, RIP Kicks Unlimited is out. Is it really? Once they got looted, they couldn't afford to reopen because they lost all their shoes, so they are closed. I didn't. didn't RIP. But they do have like Authentic Soul in Roseville Galleria for those who um, like live in the Sacramento area. I've I've been there, but not often. Yeah. uh, Just because COVID. Yeah. Um, But vid. Messing it up. Different things like that. Also, like. I'm sure some of you guys have friends that are into resellers. Definitely support your friends. Um, different things like that. So that's what that's what I'd say. I'd definitely check all those sites for the cheapest. Uh, and then if it's not that big of a difference, go with one of the apps that authenticates. I agree. I agree. And and really take your time when you're investing in a shoe. Facebook marketplaces are another great opportunity. I've yeah. sold shoes from there. I bought shoes from there. Uh, really cool opportunity. And there's this new app called Check Check App, which I recently used for one to three dollars, you can get a pair of shoes legit checked. And also buying like a $10 blacklight on Amazon. I just bought one last week and you get a blacklight. And if you have the opportunity to have the the shoes in hand before you buy, which you know can happen with meetups and stuff, using a blacklight and you can really- you bring a blacklight to the meetup. It's like this big and you can just flash it and you can see like flaws are quickly pointed out. Um, but yeah. StockX, for the most part, I trust. Um, obviously, things are going to get by, but they're dealing with so many volumes. Yeah. The best part about StockX, regardless of if you buy from them, is that's where the most transactions take place. So that's where you can find the actual market value of the shoe. Yeah. It's all. It's like, if someone says, how much is the shoe worth? StockX is going to yeah. be the most realistic to what the shoe is yeah. actually worth. A lot A lot of old like resellers hate that. Um, that StockX kind of regulates market prices, but you can kind of look at StockX for what something brand new is. And then what I do is look at StockX and then I'll go to like Goat or Grilled and get something like cheaper under that that is used. Yeah. Um, and save like a couple hundred used dollars. Used shoes sometimes. are a real alternative. Don't think it's gross. Yeah. Um, you don't want like a nasty beat up shoe, but used shoes, I bought used shoes and it's gonna save you money and, and it's a good yeah. alternative. Also so. fine too, this is just like a personal preference. If a shoe is so expensive and it is brand new, I'm hesitant in wearing it and I'm like super uncomfortable because Same. it's like, oh, I don't wanna put the first stain. My Travis Dunks. But if it is used already, then I'm a lot more like comfortable because it's like, oh, they're already like a little bit like scuffed or dirt on them. So I don't need to be like super uh, protective over them. I agree. Anyways. So that's, I agree. that's so, yeah. just a personal thing. Those are some options, and and so check those out. And yeah. last but not least, our small business shout out for the week is Bless the Youth. Check out Bless the Youth on Instagram. They haven't been releasing stuff recently, but I hear that there's some stuff in the works, mm. and it's our friend Elijah started it. Check it out. Give them a follow. We love yep. it. And check out our Instagram too, Burnt at Brent Denim. And we, we hope you follow us, like, subscribe, comment, listen, stream, share, repost, retweet. Re- we ain't on Twitter, but put us on Twitter. Make a Twitter account for us. Favorite? Fa- favorite. Share. Do all those things. Archive. That's what we have to say, people. So do all those things. But anyway. We love you guys. We love you. Thank you again so much for your support. We can do it without you. And. One more thing. I'm sorry, Nick. This next week, we're, there's going to be a little delay in content because I'm going to be out of the state. But be looking for like fun little videos we're going to be posting, like little tutorials. We might do a shoe cleaning one. We might do like a closet tour. Don't want to give away too much, but be looking out for those things. So anyway. Other than that, we love you guys. Peace.